the soundtrack to life in the Thames Valley. River Radio. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the River Radio Let's Talk Business show with me, Sophie Comas. I hope you're having a good week. It's nice to see some sunshine out of the window this afternoon. On today's show, I'm really pleased to have Edmund Bailey from Valang join us, a chartered financial planner um, who helps his clients to prepare for retirement. So Edmund, good afternoon and welcome. Thank you so much, Sophie. It's, uh, it's lovely to be here and I agree with the sunshine. Makes, I think it makes everyone feel a little bit better, doesn't it, when everyone's out there in the sun. Absolutely. And, uh, much improved moods, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, on today's show, we're going to be finding out a little bit more about Edmund, learning more about Valang and what they do. Let's keep my fingers crossed that I can say that correctly throughout the show. It's good, yep. Like meringue. <laughs> um, debating and discussing some of the challenges faced in the small business sector today. Plus, we've also got some great music and be- book choices for you. So, Edmund, how's your, how's your week going? It's going okay. It's going all right. We've we've um, my my daughter's just uh, just recently turned five back in March, and so we're going through a phase with the schools in terms of parties. And so, like uh-huh. weekends seem to be taken up with multiple parties <laughs> at the moment. So, I think last weekend we had, I said two in a row, one after one back to back party so my wife and I switched over so you know we took turns doing that so um so yeah it's it's it, but it's nice you know it's, it's fun it, it, it gives us something you know to go to and, and to do yeah which is enjoy that good. phase because it doesn't last forever so don't worry well, um, well she's still in this phase as well where she's quite happy for us to be there as well which is quite strange so I think one day that could that, that's going to change isn't it right I think that, that's probably going to change where quite frankly she's going to want as far away as possible from whatever <laughs> event or wherever yeah, she is well hopefully hopefully not for, for in the near a few future. years yeah maybe we've got a few years on that so um so yeah so Valang so where, where are you where are you based yeah, we're just based in Egham, but but actually cover quite a large area. So we actually go into London as well. And and then to some degree, and we might go into this uh, as far as the YouTube channels meant that actually it's given me a bit more exposure. Mm. So, and, and, and again, when we're talking about sort of what, what's happened with COVID and the impacts that that's had, and it has meant that we sort of embrace technology. So we're using Zoom and Teams and that sort of thing. So actually now those clients that I sort of get referrals through from the YouTube channel basically mm. coming through to me, they're based all over the place. So it's, yeah. it's, it's very, very different. So I suppose financial advice or financial planning used to be very much a local thing, yeah. you know, was very much local. That's kind of changed a little bit, I think, with technology. Yeah, I think you're right. I think definitely, um, and it's um, it's obviously two years today that we obviously went into the first lockdown. And yes. My goodness, what a shock that was. I know, we thought um, things were going to get better, right, didn't we? Well, we did, yes. Thanks, Russia. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Mr. Putin. Yeah, cheers. Um, so, um, but yeah, I definitely think one of the, the outcomes after the experiences of the last two years is most definitely that the use of technology and how people engage, you know, no longer mm. limited in the way that maybe we have been historically to physically or geographically meet, meeting people and working with them. So certainly I think that's one of the positive experiences I, I, over the last two years. I completely agree. And I think one of the interesting things is that I think, and it was it's a little bit unfair that you, and it's ageist to some degree, you know, there are some people saying, well, so people of a certain age will never want to go onto Zoom and Teams and do, use these technologies. Well, quite frankly, I think that's, I, from what I've seen, mm. that's completely been disproved and discredited and... Yeah. I see plenty of people from all ages 
absolutely embracing it and getting on with it and, and, and using that kind of technology yeah. and not, not being an issue at all. Oh, that's good. Well, it's yeah. good, good to hear that there's there's no limitations with that now. So that's good. So to tell us tell us a bit about Valang. Tell us about the business and tell us what kind of things that you do and, and how you help your, your customers, your clients. Yeah, so as a chartered financial planner, it's, it's, it's almost the top in terms of uh, exams that I could get to, but uh, the next level is a uh, fellowship. But as far as actually the kind of clients that I work with and I deal with, I mean, generally speaking, speaking it's it's sort of it's all walks of life it's sort of business owners self-employed individuals couples individuals and um, I would say it generally seems to lean towards in terms of age category it's really sort of 47 plus and mm. we can talk about that there's a lot of probably reasons for that yeah. but generally I think people tend to embrace their sort of the financial planning or the retirement planning or thinking about pensions and again we're sort of talking about a lot about pensions because do a lot of other stuff, but I would say majority of the work falls into that category, yeah. and, and understandably so. You know, the majority of where people's wealth is mm. is in in pensions. It's one of the more complex areas. It's there's a lot of pitfalls there for certain individuals, depending on the value of the plans and the annual allowance and all that sort of stuff. So, um, when I'm working with clients, I'm very much assisting them with that element, and and, and it, it really is. And, and the focus a lot of the time is the plan element. So when we're sitting down, so if I was sitting down with you, I'd really want to know and find out about you. So we do the fact finding and we're talking to you about um, yourself. And I really want to try and extract out of you what your objectives are in terms of what's your long term plans? What is it you're wanting to achieve in life? And, and that's yeah. an incredibly for some people, it's very easy. And, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll instantly know the answer to that. For some people, it's very open ended. Mm. And so. When you're getting that, so, so someone might come back and say, well, I want to retire at a specific date, so I want to retire at a certain age. And yeah. some people will be like, well, I have a broad idea that I want to retire between these ages. Or mm. it could be they just want financial security and independence. And I think that's a really co- important point of this, that people, when you talk about pensions, they get bored instantly. <laughs> I can't well, imagine why. <laughs> I know, why, right? They're so interesting, exciting, and, and, and easy. Yeah. But when you start talking about financial independence and that element and, and you're talking to people about well you spent you're going to have a large chunk of your life you're getting a, a salary you know where you stand you know what's happening you've got a known income coming in at mm. some point that's going to stop and then it's at that point on you know where does that income come from so oh. it could be buy to let could be pensions it could be ices any number of different uh, 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 scenarios there so it's about getting the objectives from the individual, extracting that information out. So we've actually got an idea as to what they want to achieve. Mm. And so it's it's putting in place that 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 plan and thinking about that. We then work with them on what the process is of actually getting there. So that could be they need to fund a pension, they need to pay in a certain amount each month to be able to get to a lump sum of capital that they could then extract an income from. Or it could be that they've just gone into retirement and they need to get a certain amount of income and they don't want to know how sustainable that income is in their retirement. Mm. So then we know that there's basically the, the plan we've got in place. We, we're thinking about the process. And also what's important with the process, it's realistic. Mm. It's achievable. Yeah, right? that so makes sense. There's no point in having something, as with all things in life, a target or something to aim for that just simply isn't achievable. Mm. So you know, saying to somebody you're going to get to a million quid and you've got 10 years and you're paying £100 a month, that's just not going to happen. Mm. So it is... Being realistic about these things, and that can bring, there's different angles to that, because there's, I think, there's those individuals that have enough, there's those individuals that have too much, and there's those individuals that don't have enough, and that's that's a trickier conversation yeah. sometimes, you know, when you actually have to say to somebody that, 
what you're looking at isn't a realistic or viable plan, but potentially this is what you could be doing, mm. or this is what you need to look at. You need to look at your budget. Yeah, and I guess that's really difficult as well because you you don't know what the future holds as well. So there's nothing. It, it's not like you can say, "Oh, well, I know I'm going to live to this this age, and therefore I would like to have X amount a year, and therefore I need to budget for this." Because you're you, you, there's just so many unknown elements to that scenario. There are, that and that, that, that's the one I get hard. the pushback <laughs> on the most, and in and it is such a tricky area because. And some people will, will turn around to me and say, well, there's no point in doing a plan. You know, there's the, why, why, why even bother? Because I have no idea what's going to happen, you know, with the pandemics and wars, etc. Who knows what's around the corner? And I guess the answer to that is, is simply that you just can't go into this situation and not have a plan. There isn't enough further down the line um, to be able to potentially support you. So we've got the state pension, which mm. obviously is 66 plus, depending on your date of birth, which is about 9,000, just under 10,000 pounds a year. Quite frankly, that isn't going to be enough for the majority of people. For some, it might be. And I guess we don't know even if that will be in place. You know, I'm a young spring chicken, obviously, as you can (laughs) see. So, you know, by the time I hit retirement age, that may not even be available. You know, even that sum of money. It's challenging. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much you want to go into the state pension. I don't want to bore you to to tears with that. But the the nature of the way it's set up, there's some elements of that in the it's very reliable well the whole system is basically a pay-as-you-go system the state mm. pension is a pay-as-you-go system or as americans call it pay-go which is effectively you've got your current generation of workers who are paying national insurance contributions are basically paying for the uh current retirees and then obviously that then flips over it's interesting because i've had this before as well people saying well is there there's a pot of money there's a state pension there's a pot of money i just want my my state pension and i'll go out and invest it myself it's like there there is no pot of money Mm. it's simply money being paid in and money being taken out it's just cash flow that's flowing through from one generation to the next in effect i mean it's 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 a form of uh, not dissimilar to the nhs and that you are paying towards it it's likely we're not going to use it until far later on. Mm. And the worst thing with state pension is, unfortunately, some people don't benefit from it. You could be paying your whole life into it and you might not benefit from it. Yes. That's another story. Yes. But yeah, you're, you're right. You're, there's still a sense of coming back to that plan that is still vitally important. Like t- to not have anything in place is you're, you're, you're just um, a taking a big risk there. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, risk. it's a big <laughs> risk because, as I say, the state pension is, I, I, I'd say, insufficient for the majority of people. Um, beyond that, um, uh, you, you, there isn't really anything else. Mm. So it's reliant on your own assets, yeah. your own pots, yeah. what you've built up. No, so we look sense. at that plan, build that plan. We use cash flow modeling tools as well, which is where we input all of that information, their assets, um, everything they've got. And, and we really try to put something together. But again, it's a fluid thing. It's a mm. fluid situation. Sure. But to not do anything is is is, is too risky a step. Yeah. Um uh, and I know some people have that view. And then beyond that, once we've done that, once we've got that plan in place, and it's a credible plan, it's a realistic plan, it's then getting the right products in place. And actually, to be fair, the product bit, which it tends to be the bit where everyone focuses, which is like the pensions and the ISAs, is the, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the, the, it's the easiest part of all of that, really, realistically. Because actually getting to know somebody and understanding what it is they want to achieve is far harder than quite really, you know, when it comes to the technical stuff, most people, a pension ISA will be absolutely fine. Beyond that, there's VCTs, enterprise investment schemes, and all this other wonderful stuff out there. 
probably not necessary for a lot of people. Pension yeah. ISA should be absolutely sufficient. Yeah. And there's, lot, there's quite big allowances for both of those as well, isn't there? So Huge. Um, yeah, 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 huge. So for, again, for the majority of people starting early, contributing in for a long period of time, um, and they'll be able to build up a decent pot of, pot of money that they can then draw on. But yeah, it's once we've got the plan in place, we've got the process in place, we'll, then we would look at the product. And, and looking so, at the products to say, ISAs, pensions, all sorts of products out there, would look at full suite of stuff. And and then it's the underlying investment as well. So yeah. I don't know how how well you know pensions are all interest not, you. No. Not 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 that well. I have to be honest. <laughs> I, I do have a pension. You'll be pleased Good. to hear. But, <laughs> That's but great. Yeah, yeah. But not not in. Not so in you, a huge you've got step. your tax wrapper. You basically got it's, it's effectively like a wrapper. That's the way I like to think of it. And then within that, almost like a suite, you've got the bit inside it, and and the bit inside it is the investment, and and yeah. that can again, you've got a huge amount of choice out there, which I think. It's a pro and a con. It's one of those where I think people can get choice fatigue. Well, I was going to say, it can be quite overwhelming if you don't really know what you're looking for to kind of say, okay, Mm. well, there's lots of different pension products out there, but which one is the best one? You know, where am I going to get the greatest return from? And obviously it's a longer term strategy. So you're not looking to get a return on it within the next 12 months. It's something which generally is over you know five ten twenty thirty years even even longer if you start start younger so there is a real risk of that with 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 choice fatigue and with people losing interest as well they they almost get bored to some Mm. extent and i think the best plan is the one you can stick to you know that's that sounds really boring and it's like literally and and again I think people always want to see check, like, what's the best investment I should have? What's the, it's the one you, you stick to and you yeah. do and, and, and you're how, consistent how with. How often do you suggest you people review what they're doing and their approach? Is it generally annually or, or every couple of years? What, what's the yeah, time Yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I, there are certain situations where I think um, life events are key areas. You know, mm-hmm. any life event you should absolutely you know that's that's a given isn't it really marriage divorce uh death all those things it's inevitable children, you're gonna have to look I guess. children i mean children <laughs> are a big one you know and uh, um and that lens is sort of talking talking about protection you know that's going off on a bit of a tangent but protection people with dependents it's an area that i see is massively underserved and anyone that's got a financial dependent really should have some sort of life cover or income protection in place um I see too many situations where people come to us post the event. So this this happens. Yeah. This is quite common. Either they come to us because something has directly impacted them in terms mm-hmm. of their health, and it means that they are suddenly very conscious of if X happens, if I can't work, um, then how am I going to pay for the mortgage or sure. bills, all of that sort of element. And uh, and the other is where somebody is has seen a family friend or or a colleague go through something like that and then they've been hit financially yeah insurance and it was a really corny phrase but it's one that someone said to me years ago and they said insurance is one of the worst investments you can make right up until the point you need it mm. and it's so true and but again insurance has such much like financial services has quite a bad reputation you know the 0809 financial crisis probably didn't help pension mis-selling yeah probably didn't help uh defined benefit pension transfers probably doesn't help all of this either so there's a lot of misgivings about it and and insurance is the same you know a lot of people have that same sort of feeling about insurance that they'll do whatever they can to get out paying it 
Well, I, I guess it's because there's a lack of knowledge and understanding often, isn't it? That people just don't necessarily know enough about it. So it's easier just to avoid it and forget about it than to try and sit there and work it out. It <laughs> is, yeah. It's, it's far easier, I think, to sort of not engage with it. Or you see the headlines. You know, the press love a good headline. They love a good mis-selling story. They love a good story where somebody's trying to get a claim on insurance policy and the policy isn't paying out because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Now, when I look at the claims history, it's about 97, 98% of claims get paid out that, mm. that, that are made. So on, that's insurance. high. That's higher than I thought it was, would, you would have yeah, said. Yeah, I suppose people, a lot of people probably think it's like 60 or 70 or something like that percent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the majority of claims that get made, but of course, there's going to be situations, right? There's always situations, unfortunately, on at extremes where somebody loses out or something goes wrong or there's something that happens there. Now, the majority of cases where they don't pay out is because of information not being provided in the application that was that the individual knew about mm. or had yeah. decent enough knowledge that when they're completing the application. And I, get, and I guess they're the ones that people hear about because, of course, you talk about them more, don't you? If you're not happy about something, you tend to share that a bit more. But, so, yeah, I, I think... But, uh, uh, but, yeah, sorry, the, the, the insurance one, it's a big one for... De- if you've got financial dependence and you don't have life insurance or income protection and you don't have sufficient assets to cover yourself if something goes wrong, you're opening yourself up again for a risk. And, it, and it's such a strange one that you think about all the stuff we insure in terms of property and contents and cars and yet almost the most important asset ourselves in terms of our ability to go out and earn. If you think about our ability to generate money income wealth over the whole course of our life it's absolutely huge and we don't ensure that it's yeah. bizarre isn't it but yeah. this way no. you know not not thought about it that way so that's a good good perspective to think of it so um I mean, you're obviously speaking very passionately there about all of your all of the work that you do so what, what's the best part of your job what do you enjoy the most it's working it's working with the people i think i work working with individuals working with people i think it is um it, it's absolutely that bit because I, I did a job actually uh, for a period of time i worked at say transact which is a rap rap platform which is a sort of a back office system mm. and i thought i'll just try this let's try and do this and um and uh, I, I just i missed actually going out meeting people face to face having those kind of conversations and it's it's fascinating. You do come across, as I say, it's, it's all walks of life, all backgrounds, all scenarios, the and very I guess, extreme. I guess you make a difference as well to their individual I hope so. situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I th- yeah, I'd say the, the 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 clients that I've had have stayed with me for a long time, and yeah, you, you become very much in great. You know so much about them. You, mm. know, you they know about me that in my life. I know about them and their life. It's. Yeah. Um, it's too corny to say it's a, a friendship or anything like that, that but it, but it, it's a, I guess uh, a trust relationship. Isn't it, it is, yeah, mm-hmm. and it is, and it's a huge amount of trust that they're placing in in you that you're going to get this stuff right. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. going to make the right decisions for them, and that you're working with them and helping them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people need some people. Some people, it's a case of they just don't want to deal with any of this stuff, and they yeah. just want to go. Make all this stuff go. Do you yeah. sort it all out and I, just tell I'm me it's okay? Camp. I'm definitely in that camp. <laughs> Here you go, financial advisor. Please help. Please advise. So, Make this stuff yeah. disappear and go away. <laughs> just, and so, just give me the best, um, you know, tell me what I should do and, and, and have those conversations. As yeah, you and it's prob- yeah, it's, it's pretty much that. It's like broad brushstrokes. It's, 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 um, it's not the fine detail. Some people at the very other extreme, they, they want to know absolutely the, the detail. They want to know all the risks. And, um, yeah, there's a big conversation. Conversation. So yeah it's, yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating working with all those kind of different and yeah. different companies as well. Oh, like yourself, you, you work with different 
businesses and companies. And so it's fascinating hearing those stories. So we yes. have companies that we work with that have been in, in business since the 1900s. You know, this has been passed down from family to family member. Um, other ones that are a brand new kind of startup and um, in the cryptocurrency space. And I have different, I have varying views on cryptocurrency and stuff, but that's, you know, it's another a discussion. So for another day. Yeah, <laughs> So, um, so Edmund, thank you for sharing a bit more about what you do there and obviously explaining to the listeners how you can help a lot of your clients. Um, we'd like to share at this point in the show some details of some good books, good business books or podcasts. And I know that you've got two two recommendations for us today. So would you like to share with us what those are? Yeah, I love this. Actually, it was, um, my wife came back with this, I think, from a meeting. She'd been given it. Okay. Uh, it might have been from, some, from, from somebody at River Radio, but I'd have to check. But um, it's Eat... eat that frog, yeah. which has just the best, and I think it's probably that's fantastic bit of marketing, isn't it? Yes, because it's really out there, isn't it? So you yeah. look at it and go, well, "What on earth is that?" I have to pick this up now and find out <laughs> what this curious. is about. Yeah, yes, yes. yes, a bit clickbaity, isn't it? Yes. That's what I think. And so, um, yeah, by Brian Tracy, it's, uh, I think it was published around two thousand four. But it was, I, I think, that's a perfect one for for um, anyone with a business, anyone with an incredibly busy, hectic life. It's a productivity book. And, and the principle of eat that frog comes from if eating that frog is the worst thing that you do in the morning or that day, then anything else beyond that point is going to be easy. So <laughs> it's that you're, uh, and the general principle, of, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of this as well, that you, have, you can sometimes have a tendency to park the harder, trickier stuff. So if I'm working on like a, I don't know, a tapered annual allowance calculation, they're absolutely hideous. There's loads of figures going on, loads of data it's sometimes easier just to be like, I'll just do the quick win stuff. Like, but yeah, the issue I, is... I feel like I've pro- been productive today. I've ticked six things off my list. Yeah. The main thing that I really need to do, I haven't The main bit, done. the productive yeah. <laughs> bit, the bit that's potentially going to be your... And this is the key thing. It's not just um, focusing on the toughest stuff. It's focusing on the things that are going to get you the greatest return as well in, yeah. you, in that time. Because it starts, and the premise is that you will never have enough time to do everything you absolutely need to do, mm. and so therefore you have to prioritize. And it's all about that. And it, you know what? It's it's all kind of stating the obvious, but it's kind of reframing it. And and a lot of I think, um, and you probably do this in marketing as well, don't you? Really, it's it's sort of taking something, and you're kind of repackaging like. It, it's nothing new potentially because there isn't a lot of things that are new now, are there? Really, but it's sort of reframing it and repackaging it and retelling the story behind it so people yeah. think oh yeah that makes sense now i get that yeah. and i or, guess it's, it's explaining it in a different way so different people can resonate with it so it is yeah and, it, and it's taking it in a format that you know is, is very very good that it's, it's very much sort of bullet pointed and, and straight to the direct in terms of the the, the process that's involved and uh yeah it makes it very easy to follow so yeah that's good yeah. okay so we've got a, a track that you've chosen for us today so the first one is sky full of stars by Coldplay. is there yeah. a reason behind this or, or do you just like it i just yeah massive no no it's uh this is from the uh film sing i'm gonna get this wrong now is it from sing two i think it's it from sing be. two yes it yeah it's from be. sing two I totally Excellent. panicked there and I thought, I can't remember what it was, but it seemed to. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, so we've got a, a sky full of stars. Because my daughter and wife love it. That's oh, why. oh, there yeah. you go. If they're yeah. listening, then this is for them as well. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so here we go. We've got a sky full of stars by Coldplay. Sky 
Sky Full of Stars by Coldplay. You are listening to Sophie Comas on the River Radio Let's Talk Business show. Thank you ever so much for listening in this afternoon. Today I'm joined by Edmund Bailey, a Chartered Financial Planner from Valang. So far we've heard more about Valang and what they do and how they can help their clients. Don't forget if you have missed part of today's show, you can listen to the show again via the website, river.radio, or as a podcast via all of the usual places. And of course, if you'd like to get in touch with us about the show or any
any of the discussions we're having today, please do drop me an email to sophie at river.radio. So Edmund, welcome back. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, yeah. um, some some good conversations there. And thank you for explaining a bit more about what you do. So um, at this part of the show, I like to have a bit of a quick fire um, question round with the guests. Um, for those who can't see Edmund's face. I'm looking... more nervous than, than I was <laughs> before now. Yeah, you look slightly was, nervous, yeah, but don't worry. Yeah. You're, you're going to be fine. I'm pretty sure you're going to know the answers to these questions. So really quick so that the listeners can find out a bit more about you. Do you like Marmite? Yes. Schweppes or Fever Tree? Oh, Fever Tree. Football or rugby? Oh, neither. No. Yeah, it's controversial, isn't it? That is controversial. Yeah. What would you add instead then? Oh, it's terrible. Like UFC or something like that. Ultimate Fighter Championship. UFC? It's, 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 it's like MMA. It's like uh, mixed martial arts. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I do kickboxing. So it's kind of more in the, the my world. Really. Okay. Yeah. I haven't heard of that. So that's anyone on me. <laughs> yeah. um, tea or coffee? Uh, oh, coffee. Lemon or lime? Oh, all about the lime. Yeah. Cats or dogs? Oh, cats. Yeah. Uh, beach or city holidays? Beach. Milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Milk. And final question, if you had one superpower, what would it be? Uh, it would be running super fast to keep <laughs> up with my daughter on Excellent. her new scooter. I love she that. She goes far too fast. Yeah, it's terrifying vision. now. So that moment where you're actually like, struggling slightly. I'm like, she's going, <laughs> this is too fast now. Slow down. I've, I've got visions now of Dash from The Incredibles. You're kind of oh, running yeah, along behind running. her. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So we've talked a lot about um, how you can help your clients with their financial planning and, and what kind of things that means. So interested really to understand how you how you got to where you got to now. So where, where did you start out? Have you always worked in financial services? or did you No, start not at all. Else? I worked, started in uh, the very strange world of, well, I was at, it depends how far we go. I was, I was at, back at Boots back in the day and I was a store manager yeah. for a little bit at okay. uh, Boots the Chemist a long time ago now. And then I ended up at um, Enterprise Rent-A-Car, which is quite a... That's ah. an extreme company to work for. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it's a quite a... It's strangely a, quite a tough environment. Um, but it's very, very good in the sense that there's a lot of younger people that work there. I worked in the branch, and basically the idea is you, you kind of come in as a sort of team manager, then you come an assistant manager, and ended up with a small branch to look after. Yeah. But the, the, the positives in terms of what you get from that is it's very much you learn about running a... A small because every branch is taken almost as its own business, its own okay. profit, profit yeah. and loss center. So yeah, you get a huge amount about finding out what it's like in terms of running the business as tight as possible, keeping your costs under control, um, budgeting as far as the business is concerned, and uh, yeah. So so yeah, that that's that's uh, that was a that's an interesting one to to work out for a few years, and then I ended up. It was interesting, actually. It was a friend of mine that worked at Enterprise rent a He came along, he worked there for a bit, and then he ended up going to work for Close Brothers up in the city. Yeah. And he knew that I was interested in financial services because we kind of had these kind of discussions. Mm. In all honesty, he came from a better educational background than I did, <laughs> and, uh, and he, had, he had better connections. But we got on really well, and um, and he mentioned that, that I was interested in financial services and I ended up going up for a chat and an interview up at Close Brothers up um it's up by Old Street um sorry Liverpool Street actually and uh yeah and 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 I got on really well with them them there and uh and ended up starting out really from from the ground up really as yeah. an administrator researcher analyst etc and then into financial planning and then on the long journey as I'm sure you experienced with the exams mm. uh yeah 
yeah, started doing all those exams. Definitely. And, and so Valang, you, you obviously work for now. When did you start doing that? Yeah, so um, I ended up coming out of London because a number of different reasons. I think it was lifestyle reasons. Mm. I actually did get sort of burn out as far as I was getting on the tube. I was living in, or crack it, was I living in Clapham Common or uh, for a period of time. Then I was living in Teddington with my now wife. And, uh, and the commute was just ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it was jumping on mainline train tubes. It's that awful. You know, at, uh, do you know at Waterloo where you've got to go down and get on the bank and, and you know, it kind of all yes. backs up and yeah. it's up the ramp. Yeah, it was jumping on those tubes and you, you really are like a bit of a zombie, a bit of a penguin yeah. marching on I, I did that I, I lived in used to well, I grew up and lived in Amersham and I used to catch the train in from from London and I did that maybe for about two years yes and I think it just got to the point where kind of it's a hot summer's day and you've got somebody's oh, arm yeah. in your face at sort of quarter to eight the, in the morning the heat and, and you're and like and what am I doing and, and this is pre, pre-covid times as well <laughs> yeah. so it's even before that was you know obviously a concern for everybody so I think when you're just squished in like sardines it's just like what am I doing I love London <laughs> I love London and you felt like you were part of something but at the same time there's a, an element of you're spending a huge amount of money on and it's even worse now isn't it right in yeah. terms of train fares and things i've yeah. no idea and, and time more important time. In, in yeah, yeah you're giving up so be, much time you know doing exercise or running or doing things which um, but my wife's from from she's from somerset originally so she was trying to drag me back down the m3 from so we right. were living in teddington for time <laughs> and then we ended up with wokingham okay. being a sort of a middle ground yeah. you know rather than going fully you know, both feet into the countrified, mm. yeah, down in Somerset, we we, uh, we managed to agree on uh, on Wokingham. Yeah. yeah. And oh, so then I just good. got a job more local, really. Excellent. Yeah, yeah no, that's good. Um, and in, because are you, are you, you're kind of part of a team with Valang, are you, or, or kind of you have a franchise, how, do, how does that? Yeah, happen? it's just a small team. Yeah, in terms of the uh, the company itself, it's a, it's a large commercial insurance brokerage, and then we're part of a bolt-on to that, a mm. smaller uh, wealth management business, which yeah. kind of just organically grew out of a commercial insurance brokerage, okay. because naturally people would go along. They'll be obviously selling commercial insurances for buildings, vehicles, all this sort of stuff. So we do some quite big companies, Domino's, and um, we used to deal with Entertainment One until they got bought out. And um, and naturally, those kind of conversations would emerge f- mm. from from those meetings, saying, "Well, do you also do pensions? You know, be." Do you do pension staff or do you do key person insurance? Those kind of things. And so that's where the kind of the wealth management business um, grew out of that, really. Yeah. And then auto-enrolment came along, which was obviously a huge thing. Yes, of course. For companies, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that was massive to have to bring in suddenly additional cost, um, administration, having to work out all this stuff. Again, a lot of companies just wanted to go you deal with auto-enrollment. So yes. we did that that yeah. element as well. Excellent. So is there anything that you'd have kind of, I mean, it sounds like you've had quite a varied journey there, which must have been really interesting and really different. Is there anything that you think you'd have done differently on your, oh, wow, on your journey tricky. to where you are now? I think um, I potentially would have tried to do it sooner. I would have loved to have gone and work in another country. Yes. That's never going to I don't think that'll ever happen now. <laughs> you never, never say never. never, never know. know. It would have been one, you know, I love the idea of that. Uh, probably just getting through the exams sooner, you know, yeah. just actually, because I, I end up doing some of the, the, the hardest exams just after um, my daughter had been born. I'm thinking, why am I doing this now? Wow. This is the worst time Gosh. to try and take on exams. So, yeah, the sooner you can get through those and done with, if you're, if someone's looking to go into financial advice or financial planning, then just 
get it done. Yes. Read the book, eat eat that frog, (laughs) and then you'll learn about, yeah. Yeah, I think that, um, because I I remember, so I did my degree, and then I started work, did book, you know, I worked for a couple of years, and then I took, um, or finished my chartered marketing um, qualification, and I remember there was, I was pretty kids or anything like that, but I remember there was one time, because my work was was quite a full-on role at the time, and I remember kind of working really long hours during the week and then at the weekends trying to you know and going to college during the week and then at the weekend trying to read up and do all the preparation for these exams and I remember thinking that's not even funny what am I doing Mm. I'm you know for about six months it was really quite you know I think it was a a year course but for six months before the exams it was really intense really really it's so hard to come back from a full day at work and then to literally just be sitting down with your books or on the weekend and yeah trying to find a few hours to sit down and because it's just, it's just not, yeah. And enough. Yeah. I don't know about the uh, the marketing books, but are they just big texts? Are they? Are they? Yeah. Are they so, not particularly. Well, so so where I've um, so where I've got to because I've done part of the qualification after my degree, so I've done all of the big, heavy, um, chunky theoretical piece because oh, so, I covered yeah. it in my degree at that point. But this was actually the application, so I needed the work experience to, to be able that. to kind of apply right. all of the learning and insight and knowledge. So it was still, you know, it was refreshing on all of the theory because, of course, I'd done it about two years ago wow. at this point. But I remember saying um, to my now husband at the time, please don't ever let me do this again. And then, <laughs> lo and behold, about three years ago, do I decided it. to do a, a coaching it's, qualification. And I was weird. like, what am I doing? <laughs> I think sometimes it's funny, isn't it? I have the same, I think, I go through this process thing. These other exams and these other courses, you could because there's always there's an, almost an endless amount of stuff, right? Yeah. In terms but, of education, but I love learning. That, I think yeah, that's my it's, thing. it's a lust, isn't it? For like, oh, but they'd be really good. But then you're like, this is going to take up so much time. This yeah. is going to be huge amounts of time Absolutely. involved in, in in doing this. So, do you have to? Do you still have to keep up to date? Do you still? I do. do you still have to get? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so m- I've just um, just submitted it actually, and just got the CPD qualification for another year oh, well done, yeah. um, to um, demonstrate you know continued learning and application within the market. Because I imagine industry. it's a constantly evolving, ever yes. changing, yes, yeah, inevitably, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's good fun, and it's um, yeah, like I say, it's, mm. uh, I realise I enjoy learning, so that was um, no, it's a good thing. So, what what would you say your biggest achievement to date is? Was you know, is is it in setting up the line and getting that up and running, or is there there's something else? Um, uh, the the YouTube channel is a bit of a funny one because I just never anticipated it getting it to. Uh, well, I know in terms of it getting it to mon- becoming monetized. So I don't so, know with well, t- YouTube. Tell me about it. So what, what have you what have you done? What it was weird. It was weird because it was back in end of twenty twenty that I was. I, I think I just you know and it was say we were into lock well into lockdown by end of twenty twenty. And um, it's two years today actually. Is it really that we went into lockdown? Yeah, bonkers, so, isn't it? Yes, I can't believe. What thing to look back? I can't on. believe it. <laughs> it's weird. It's funny, isn't it? Because there are pros and cons to it, like anything, right? There's, yeah, there but there's quite a lot of bad um, stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. negative yeah. stuff that I would be very yeah. happy to forget, including homeschooling. Oh my goodness, I can't even imagine that. Um, yeah, I, I think it was the end of 2020. I'd, I'd seen some content that someone had posted on on YouTube, and and it was just inaccurate, right? So it was it was someone confusing personal pension age with state pension age there was another video i saw and it was in relation to the lifetime allowance and again they were just and people in the comments were agreeing as well and but what they were saying was was completely inaccurate you know the lifetime allowance is basically a cap you get to it's just over a million quid if you go over a million pounds and there's a tax charge and his fundamental point of this video was and again it's classic source of clickbait it's you know don't pay into a pension don't don't do that People were agreeing, so it was sort of saying, "Don't do this on the basis you're, you you could go over a million pounds." 
And there were so many gaps in this theory. I can't and, imagine and that there's lots of people out there that's going to hit that threshold. This is one of the fundamental issues with that I had with it initially was that to get there is is there are going to be people people that are going to go over that. It's going to be people with defined benefit pension schemes. It's going to be people on very high salaries that are contributing very large amounts into pension. It, it's possible, or very very high rates of um, investment return. Mm. You could get to over a million quid. Definitely possible. But for the majority of individuals. A million quid isn't a threat, you know, mm. and, and and this was what's so unfair and unfortunate about it. And I'm worried that genuinely people and and, and TikTok is sim. I'm not on TikTok, but no, I know I'm there's some stuff on TikTok. Oh, sorry, the stuff on TikTok, and some of the information on there is just appalling as far as the investment advice and you know, um, and it's and it is generally sort of pumping up stuff, which is in some yeah. cases a bordering. If it isn't a scam, it's certainly boring, bordering on the edge of a yeah. scam. So I really wanted to try and put content out there that was uh, very much more um, trying to make it as watchable as possible because it's yeah. such a so, difficult so you've subject set a area. Channel, you've set a channel up, have you? And you do regular sort of videos. Yeah, I mean, I'm not there. massively regular on the video front because <laughs> it's one of these, it's, it's so funny because there's like it's a whole niche YouTube. Yeah. There's all these people on there. So there's the people doing content and there's people telling you how you do content. Yeah. And there's a lot of weird messages. And then one of those is that, yeah, you need to be consistent with it. And I agree to an extent, but they're saying you need to do it on a certain day. And, and you know, as yeah. marketer, I would agree. There's all sorts of kind of patterns and patterns things. And things. And you're trying to work. Well. And they're like, yeah. you've got to play with the out. You've got to work the algorithm and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. Genuinely, I had no idea. So I did watch some of this stuff. I was like, I have no idea about this. I just want to talk to people and tell them the right information. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, I did it. I, I, you know what? And, and luck. I, I can't even deny that. There's luck involved because I see other people that are actually out there now that are doing decent quality content in that area, but they're not getting the same kind of numbers of views. And um, I'm not going to put that down to me being an amazing personality and being, at, you know, doing amazing videos. I think there was a bit of luck involved in this. And it was just because one of the earlier videos just got a lot of traction. Again, about an area where I really didn't think it was going to get, I think it got like 200, 220,000 or something views on, wow. on, and it was about the state pension. Wow, and but, but think, I guess there's a lot of confusion around that sort of thing potentially. So actually, if you're providing massive, yeah. information which answers a question, you know, we talk in marketing a lot about answering questions. Um, so if you know who your target audience is and answer the questions that they've got, then that's where they really resonate with you as a, an individual and as a business. So actually, li listening to what you've achieved, you obviously hit a real nerve on a question that lots of people had and just didn't know where to yeah. start with. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. I almost wonder if I, people didn't know where to find the answers to this stuff or they, they, they just want it. And we, we were talking about that before and we simplified and bullet point and, and yeah, and, and, uh, and, uh, and, you know, made as simple for them as possible, yeah. really, yeah. Oh, sounds good. I should check it out. I haven't looked at the YouTube <laughs> channel, so I will do so after the show. But um, so before, um, there are some, certainly some big um, challenges out there for small business owners as well and individuals, and we're going to come on to talk about that towards the um in just a moment but before we do that um you've got another song choice for us which nice. is ever long by the Foo fighters yeah that's in relation um, to my uh brother i hardly ever see him he lives out in the states because uh, of covid and all that sort of stuff uh and he lives out there so we used to sit and listen to rock music a lot and excellent uh, yeah this that's is him. good awesome lovely so we've got ever long by the Foo fighters
Hello and welcome back. That was Everlong by the Fear Fighters. And this afternoon, you're listening to Sophie Comas on the River Radio Let's Talk Business show. Thank you ever so much for listening in this afternoon. Today, I'm joined by Edmund Bailey from Valang. And so far, we've talked about um, the business and the kind of help that Edmund and his team can offer to individuals in their financial planning as they work towards retirement. Don't forget, if you have missed part of today's show, you can listen again via the website, river.rodeo, as a podcast podcast via Alexa, Apple or Google. And of course, if you want to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having on the show today, please do drop me an email to sophie at river.radio. So Edmund, welcome back. Thank you. Um, so there are many challenges facing small business, um, the small business world at the moment, obviously individuals as, as part of that, um, both in a macro and a micro level. Um, but what would you say are the main kind of three sort of challenges facing the financial planning services um, industry as we, we move forward over the next 12 months. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's one that's been there bubbling away in the background for some time now. And, and, it, and, and I think it will be ever present, which is compliance. And it's, it's, I hate to use the word necessary evil. I think it's, it's one of those that it, it needs to be there. Um, but inevitably for certainly for small size companies in the financial planning space, I think compliance is a, a really difficult one, because you know, as a much larger entity, you can have an entire team dedicated literally just towards compliance in a smaller size enterprise. And we're broadly speaking in the around sort of the middle. But for a smaller size enterprise, I think it's an incredibly difficult challenge because basically you've got one or two people that are having to then learn about, understand compliance, know what they're supposed to be doing, making mm. sure it is all compliant. And, uh, and, and you know, checks do happen with the FCA. The FCA does come in sure. and, um, and check. And again, it's, it's absolutely should be in place. I think it's, it's so difficult uh, as far as financial services is concerned, given the things that have happened in the past and what's gone on. I think it's so hard to see compliance not existing, some form of compliance, yeah. some sort of oversight. Sure. And I guess it also gives the, the end consumer some confidence and reassurance as well, because you're right. I think you mentioned earlier about a couple of media headlines and things where, um, you know, there's been confusion or mis-selling or, or whatever. So actually the fact that that is there, it does make sense because it, it just reassures the individual that uh, that there is somebody kind of checking out on these things. It does. Yeah. And, um, and there's the compensation schemes and things like that in place as well. And and levies that are there um which are also yeah very much needed i think yeah mm, excellent so you've got compliance which is a really big thing i think technology you've mentioned um previously so just really in the way that people engage with one another is kind of less geographical boundaries i suppose oh yeah i think tech in in the finance space is absolutely critical you know the old days of just sitting down with a the excel spreadsheet not that i, I think excel spreadsheet we still use them a huge amount excel spreadsheets are great but uh it's gone moved on beyond that you know there's a huge amount in terms of research tools that we use to identify the right kind of tax wrappers uh, when you're looking at costs when you're looking at underlying investments as well there's research tools that we use around that to identify really what's an appropriate investment again factoring in costs risk um, those kind of factors and then we also use cash flow planning tools cash flow planning tools are really really good I mean mm. it's a really cash flow planning is really just a visual representation of a person's situation. So you're basically taking all of their assets and you're looking at it over a period of time. So yes, assumptions have to be made in terms of growth, but we try to be conservative in terms of growth levels and we can factor in inflation, something which obviously is a big thing at uh, making all the headlines at the moment. Sure. Um, and, and we can build, again, we can go back to building that plan, but the cash flow forecast is fantastic in 
really identifying the sustainability, especially the sustainability of um, a pension pot, of how much you can draw out of that, how long will that pension pot last, um, and, and because that's what you've got to consider. You know, when and this is what such is a real challenge for individuals is, and for us as well, is that with a pension pot, before when you had defined benefit pension schemes, you had final salary pension schemes, people's finished working, they stopped working, they broadly knew how much income they were going to get for the rest sure. of their life based on the defined benefit, the final salary pension scheme that they had in place. They'd worked mm. at that company for decades. Now you've got people that are working multiple jobs with different companies, they're picking up pensions all over the place, and then they've just got these individual pots of money. And and then it's looking at this and thinking, well, what does this actually mean? For someone mm. on a final salary pension scheme, they know very well they're going to get twenty five, thirty thousand pounds a year. Somebody with a pension pot, it's up to them. You know, they yeah. can take out as little or as much of that pension pot. If they had a three hundred thousand pound pension pot, they could take out from zero to three hundred thousand. They could take out in one tax yeah. year if they wanted but to. But you have to you have to be is it over fifty five that you over fifty five to, to access yeah that. personal pension. Yeah. Um, so yeah, over fifty-five, they can they can extract that 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 money out. Is that in their best interest? Probably not. They're going to get hit with a huge tax bill if they took it out all in one go. But the point is that it's entirely on them. The risk has moved. The risk has moved from company final salary pension schemes to the individual. Mm. And this is what's so critical about people engaging with their pensions, younger people. Um, that's right, because really I think it's well, I think it's really hard when you just start out. And I remember in my first company, um, sort of in my my early twenties, and having that conversation about pensions, and you're like, "What? Oh, so, oh, I don't yeah. want to talk about pensions." I'm no like, one wants to think about the sixty or seventy year old UD or the fifty. No, you know, about having a nice time with my friends down yeah. the pub or going out for dinner or whatever. I don't want to think about pensions. But actually, to your point earlier, the earlier you do start to think about it, the better it can, the better it will be. The difference it makes is huge. I mean, to get to like three hundred thousand. Um, let's say you know you took a, if you took a 20 year old and they were paying 200 pounds a month and it was growing at five percent net return you're going to get to 300,000 pounds at age 60 if you start 20 years later it's going to be having to be 730 pounds a month you know mm. it's it's not just double you're, you're having to do triple the amount that you would have done from age uh, 20 so you know start it but the problem is as you say it's that immediacy that immediate needs bias we all have yes. it to some degree because yeah. it's it's the immediate today and the next few days. Well, mm. I'm kind of worried about. But as you say, thinking about 60, 70 year old you or 50 year old you, it's just so far into the future. Again, it's so. It's almost um, uncomprehensible as well, isn't yeah, it? Just, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's really abstract, it. isn't it? This idea. Yeah. But for the majority of us, it will happen. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> well, I hope and so. then we'll go, yeah, exactly. Yeah, hope. Get there. And we'll go, crikey, you know. And. I think a lot of this is trying to avoid with financial planning and, and the challenges here is that it is trying to avoid people getting to that cliff edge scenario. And yeah. it does happen. You yeah. know, it absolutely happens. People get Imagine. to a point, either it's really unfortunate and it gets forced upon them mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, with, with especially during the pandemic, I saw this a few times where people saying, being made redundant. Yeah. You know, exiting the I didn't expect to be leaving now. I thought I had another five, even 10 years in some cases. Yeah. What do I do? You know, mm. and and that's a cliff edge, and that's horrible. And you get others that just get to the point where I don't want to work anymore. You know, I've yeah. had enough of working, <laughs> had enough of this job. I want to leave, and it's like, right, what do I do with these pots? You know, yes. what, what does all yeah. this mean? And, yeah. and it is largely meaningless for some people, and they have no idea. You know, what's a sensible level of income I can derive from? This? Mm. Are the underlying investments right for me? And that's what's sort of cool about it in a way is that 
you're suddenly thrust into this world of trying to understand all of this stuff. Mm. And it's sort of kind of, it's, you know, this isn't what I did as a job or an occupation. And now I'm expected to sit down and work out how much risk I should be taking, what yes. my capacity for loss is. <laughs> you know, th- there's some great platforms out there that you can use, but it's, um, it's it, as I say, the risk is on the individual now. And I think that's a much harder challenge. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, for sure. And you, um, so just kind of on your, your third challenge for the industry, obviously mentioned a couple there. Was there, was there anything else that you're kind of seeing? Kind yeah, of- changes in legislation is always a difficult one. You know, the, the, yeah. the government's constantly moving goalposts, you know, and, and, and again, it's one of those things that actually it discredits the industry or the products mm. that people want to use because the rules keep getting moved. Yeah. Is ru- that pension-wise? Because I pension know you mentioned wise, that. Yeah. Is, so is pension-wise, does that kind of give you the up-to-date legislation from the government? Or it is does, that, yeah. I mean, else? definitely I'd recommend going on to it's, it's moneyhelper.org.uk and if you're over the age of 50, you can get a free appointment with pension-wise and that's very much about giving you guidance it's information on tax it's about getting the best deal it's the various options that are available out there and it's also just avoiding scams as well Mm. but it's a government service and it's completely free so it's almost a if if that's your starting point if you're thinking about going for financial advice maybe start there yeah and then you know that's a good place to start because actually you might get enough information from there go i don't need financial advice that's great fantastic mm. i can work this out myself yeah, i'm happy yeah, i've got everything moneyhelper.org.uk is uh, the place to go oh, that's brilliant that's great and have you seen much kind of impact on covid in in your in your world or is it um have you been able to kind of continue as normal i think very much continue as normal so we're, we're utilizing technology zoom and teams and and, and some of the Systems I use like cash flow planning, they're fantastic actually visually because you Mm. can adapt the scenarios and adapt the assumptions in there. So actually bringing those up onto someone's computer screen is actually better than bringing out a paper report and going, look at this and I'll I'll need to re-email this to you later. You can actually go through that with them Mm. on live basically. So, um, yeah, I think, think, you know, Teams and Zoom has actually enabled us to become more efficient Definitely, that's brilliant. Oh, that's good. It's good to hear a positive story out of out of COVID because obviously there are so many not positive stories that have come out over the last couple of years. So it's good to hear that within your industry and your sector, you've been able to to carry on as normal and just adapt and flex. Yeah, it has. That's good to hear. It's tough because we, we, you know, I deal with companies, and as you say, it's it's the the difference has been enormous as far as from company to company as to how they've been impacted. Yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. Brilliant. Okay, so before we wrap up the show for this week. Thank you ever so much for joining us Thank um, you on for the show. Me. Yeah. No, it's been lovely, lovely <laughs> to hear more about what you do and how you can help people. It's been really interesting. You've shared a couple of really good tips there. So thank you for that. Um, if somebody wanted to find out, out a bit more about your business and a bit more about you, what, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, that's really tricky. I think it's probably going on LinkedIn, possibly. LinkedIn <laughs> and or going on searching my name in YouTube and I'll be there. And I think there's so there should be some information in there to, to Excellent. locate And do you me. want to give the business web address? Uh, I don't know it of my head <laughs> I think it's just valang.co.uk something like that okay. yeah. that's brilliant alright well thank you ever so much for joining us this afternoon and we'll see you again soon thank you so much thank you Toby thank take you. care so next week we'll be back on the or I'm going to be back with you on the River Radio Let's Talk Business show with Amy Stroud from Britain Solicitors um, they're an awesome, awesome local legal firm if you do have any questions about today's show or have any questions that you'd like me to ask Amy next week please do drop me an email to sophie at river.radio we've also got some other great shows coming up on the river radio across the rest of the network at different times and of course if you have missed part of today's show you can listen to the 
show again on the website river.radio or via podcast via all the usual places Alexa, Apple or Google so the only thing left for me to do is to leave you with Dolly and to see you next week take care, thanks very much Bed and I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from nine to five Working nine to five What a way to make a living Barely getting by It's all taking and no giving They just use your mind Just a step on the boss man's ladder But you got dreams he'll never take away On the same boat with a lot of your friends Waiting for the day your ship will come in And the tide's gonna turn And it's all gonna roll your way Working nine to five